Cockling Ghost. The Cockling Ghost is a reported haunting that attracted mass public attention in 1762. The location was in an apartment on Cock Lane, the short lane adjacent of London's Smithfield Market, and a few minutes' walk from St. Paul's Cathedral. The event centered on three people, William Kent, the usurer from Norfolk, Richard Parsons, a parish clerk, and Elizabeth Parsons, Richard Parsons' daughter. Kent's wife, Elizabeth Lines, was the daughter of a grocer from Lineham. They moved to Stoke Ferry, where Kent kept an inn later the local post office. They were apparently much in love. Their marriage was short-lived as within a month Elizabeth Lines died during childbirth. During her pregnancy Elizabeth's sister Franny had moved in with the couple in order to stay and care for the infant. The baby didn't survive long after Elizabeth's death and Kent became romantically involved with Franny, but canon law prevented them from getting married. After traveling to London seeking advice, Kent was told that Elizabeth had bored him a living son. A union with Franny was impossible. Nevertheless, in January of 1759, Kent gave up the post office left Franny and moved to London, intending to purchase a place, and in the hope that business would erase the passion he had for Franny. Meanwhile, Franny stayed with one of her brothers in Lyham. Despite her family's disapproval of the relationship, Franny began to write passionate letters to Ken. Letters filled with repeated treaties about spending the rest of their lives together. He eventually allowed her to join him in East Greenwich, near London. The two decided to live together as man and wife, writing wills in each other's favor, but also hoping to remain discreet. They moved into lodgings near ancient house that their landlord there may have learned of their relationship from Franny's family. Cock Lane was then owned by Parsons and he was a landlord of Kent's and Franny's for a short time. While at Cock Lane several accounts of strange knocking sounds and ghostly apparitions were recorded although they stopped after the couple moved out. While Kent was away at a wedding in the country, the first reports of strange noises began. Parsons had a wife and two daughters. Kent asked the oldest, Elizabeth, to stay with Franny and share her bed while he was away. Franny was several months pregnant by this time. The two reported hearing scratching and rapping noises. These were attributed 
by Mrs. Parsons to a neighboring cobble. When the noises reoccurred the following Sunday, Franny asked if the cobbler was working that day, and Mrs. Parsons told her that he wasn't. The landlord of a neighboring public house, after visiting the house, reported seeing a white-figured ghost ascending the stairs to the house. Frightened, he returned home, and Parsons later visited him, claiming to see a ghost also. With weeks away of Franny's giving birth, Kent made arrangements to move to a property at Bartlett Court in Clerkenwell. By January, the property wasn't ready, so they moved to an inconvenient apartment nearby, intending only to stay for a short while. But by the end of January, Franny felt ill. The attending doctor diagnosed the illness as early stages of an erupted fever and agreed with Ken that their lodgings were inadequate for someone in so critical a stage of pregnancy. Franny was thereby moved by coach to Bartlett Court. The next day, Franny's doctor returned and met with her apothecary. Both agreed that Franny's symptoms were indicative of smallpox. On hearing this, Franny called for an attorney, making sure that her will was in order and that Kent would inherit her estate. An acquaintance of Kent's, Steve Aldridge, rector of St. John's, Clerkenwell, reassured her that she would be forgiven for her sins, and she died in February. Fearful of buying a coffin for Franny out of fear for per prosecution if the true nature of, her, of their relationship became known, Kent asked that the purchase be made nameless. On registering the burial, though, he was forced to give the name, and gave her name. Franny's family was notified, and her sister Ann Lines, who lived nearby, attended the funeral at St. John's. When Ann found out that in Franny's will, she and her family would only receive a crown each, and Kent would receive the rest, including Fran Fan Franny's share of their dead brother's estate, Ann attempted to block Franny's will in Doctor's Commons and failed. Because of the, the, the dispute, though, legal problems over land owned by Franny's deceased brother occurred. Following Franny's death, and Kent's successful legal action against Parson over an outstanding debt. The hauntings resumed at Cockpit Lane. Parsons claimed that Franny's ghost haunted his property and later his daughter. Regular seances were held and a ghost would appear claiming that Franny had been poisoned with arsenic 
Kent was publicly suspected of being a murderer. Because of the dispute with Franny's family and her deceased brother's property, each of her brother's beneficiaries had to pay compensation to the purchaser. Kent refused to pay, claiming that he had already spent the money paying off Franny's debts. In October, John Lines began legal proceedings against Kent in the court of Chancery. Meanwhile, Kent became a stockbroker and remarried 